0: Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today I have a question for you What are you focused on? (laughs) This question is fresh on my mind because I was recently working with somebody in the process of understanding the step by step formula for building a profitable online business. And what I was sharing with this individual is my thoughts on validating a product or service, such as an online course or, well, a a workshop or anything of that nature. And the idea here is that before you invest a ton of time, effort, and energy, creating all of the resources, all of the slides, all of the modules, all of the handouts, all of the graphics, and everything that's going to go into the assets of this course— why don't you validate that people will actually pay you for it before you go through the process of creating the product? And the reason why I share this and why I'm so passionate about this idea is because I've had a number of people come to me after they've already been working on the course or working on the product or whatever it may be. And many times it's, they've been working on it for the last three to six months and they've just recently launched and nobody's buying the product. And now they're saying, hey, Cliff, can you help me figure out why nobody's buying this? Um, and I've had people that have come to me and they've been spending they've spent the last two and a half years building this amazing online resource center without first figuring out if anybody would ever pay them. Now, sure they they said, hey, they've asked people and they said, Yeah, I think that's a great idea. But not once did they ever ask anybody to give them money saying, Hey, go ahead and pay me and I'll build it. And as soon as it's ready, you're 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 in. Uh, or, yeah, it's put your money where your mouth is, you know that that's that kind of thing. But people are afraid of that is what I've found. And I understand. I used to have those same sort of worries, but one thing I learned about uh, learned is that you just you just need to figure out, hmm, will people pay for this product? Will people pay for this service? And if not, do I really want to invest a lot of time, effort, and energy? Do I want to spend months or years building something, not knowing somebody's going to buy it? And by the way, you don't have to sell out the entire thing. You don't have to create it uh, a sales page and and sell it to fifty people before you figure out that it's validated. In my opinion, is if you can find one person out there through conversation, you tell them what you're looking to build, and you give them an opportunity to punch in their payment information and pay for that product or service, and then you deliver it to them. If you get one person, that's validation. I mean, there's got to be other people. There's something that what you're creating taps into some sort of problem or pain that they're experiencing that you're solving for them, and as a result of that, there was something you said and how you said it and how you show up in the world, the way that your message resonates with them, that all of a sudden said something went on in their mind that says, I... Know, like, and trust this individual to solve this problem. And yes, I'd be willing to pay for it. And if there's one person out there like that, you know what? There's almost always going to be other people out there who are just like them. Then, once you have validated the product, even if you create it for just one person, which isn't always the case, there's usually more than just one. But if you just create it for that small group of people, then you have a validated product, a validated online course. And it's not a question of how do I get anybody to buy this. It's like, well, who did buy it? What can I learn about those people? And then how do I go, once I've learned about those people and identified who they are and what motivated them and what was it that exactly drew them to this and what experiences are they getting out of it, getting their testimonials, now it's just finding other people like that. I, it, it's an exact ideal customer. You have a picture of who you're going after. But until you have validated this product or service, you don't know that anybody that you, you're going to try to reach, you don't know who to reach because you haven't had anybody that has ever expressed the, enough interest to actually pay you for this product or service yet. And so you need to validate the product. And if you already have a product, you can still validate it and work on that process. But it's a lot better if you validate it before you create the product, before you go through all the time, effort, and energy. That's the whole process that I teach. Uh, well, that's not the whole product. That's one step in the process that I teach. So I gave an example of the next level workshop for building an online business. And I I gave the entire story, and I'm not gonna give you the entire story here. In fact, I'm actually hosting a next level workshop Building an Online Business workshop here in the Next Level Studio right now. It's Saturday morning, January 19th, 8.37 a.m., and I've got to be finished here within the next 15 minutes. So I'm going to breeze right on through this content, but I want to share this with you because I think it's important. So I'm going to give you an abbreviated version of the Next Level workshop. I wanted to host a live event in my Next Level Studio space and I wanted it to be something other than podcast coaching and consulting. This was back in April 2016. Before I, it's way before I, it was a year and a few months before I made the final decision to shut down my podcast coaching and consulting business. And I'd really not ventured out of the podcast coaching and consulting space when it came to products or services yet. Yes, I was doing a lot of business mentorship. Yes, I was doing a lot of life coaching to people who had hired me for podcast coaching and consulting but I'd never actually stepped out and said, I am now going to create a product that has nothing to do with podcasting yet. So there was a lot of back and forth in my own mind about would people travel to Northern Kentucky? To Kentucky would people pay uh, 1000 or $2,000 to come to a course that I'm going to teach that has nothing to do with podcasting when my audience has always known me as the podcast answer man? And so before going through all of the process of creating slides and and all of you know all of the resources and things that I'm going to teach I want to go ahead and create a sales page and see if people will buy it see if people will pay sign up and schedule their airfare and hotels and stuff like that to come to northern kentucky before I go through all the process of outlining everything for this course now Part of it I want you to understand is that I already knew in my heart and in my mind that for me to come up with a con- with all of the content necessary to teach a valuable life transformational workshop on the topic of building a profitable and successful online business, I already had it all in my head because I've been teaching this stuff to people individually through one-on-one mentoring, through group, group coaching, through mastermind groups. The, I had been, this material has been, never been put into an outline before, but I knew if I, if I needed to, I could do it in, in a flash, if you will, all right? So what I did is, long story short, I put up a sales page, and I had six people pay $1,000 for the very first ever workshop. And then I'm like, okay, now I have $6,000 sitting in my bank account. I have six human beings who have taken time off work or people who have, you know, switched everything in their life schedule. They've booked airfare, they've reserved a hotel. You know, they are coming here and they're expecting me to deliver what I promised, which is valuable insights and education on a step-by-step formula to build a profitable and successful online business as a coach, mentor, online course creator, you know, that kind of deal. And I'm like, wow. Now, and by the way, I I often talk about this thing called leverage. You talk about motivation. (laughs) Sometimes the reason why it takes people uh, three months or even two and a half years to create an online course is because, well, they're just not motivated enough. There's not enough. It's not that they don't have everything in their head to actually put together the outline. Uh, the slides for and, and everything for their course. It's just that well, there's real no, there's really no motivation. There's no deadline. Sure, they've got arbitrary. I'm going to have this done and by June 1st, of such and such date. That's an arbitrary deadline. The reality is is there's no skin in the game. If if June 1st comes around and all they did was they they've only outlined the the first module of eight modules. There's really no leverage there. It's June 1st. Nobody, it's not like anybody's waiting for this thing because they haven't validated yet. Nobody's paid on money. But what if, what if all of a sudden it's, it's June <laughs> and you've got uh, six people flying to Northern Kentucky for your workshop? And by the way, the sixth person just signed up. It's Monday morning, and those people are going to be here Friday and Saturday, well, guess what you need to do on Monday? You need to start building the outline of those slides and and start creating the different sessions. And I think there are like seven different sessions uh, that ended up being in the next level workshop for building an online business. And I started the Monday before those people got here building the slides. And then I've spent all day Monday, I spent all day Tuesday, I spent all day Wednesday, and I was doing some cleanup and, and other things all day Thursday. All of the work of building the outline for building an online business, this online, I'm sorry, built this live workshop, it was all done the week leading up to those people here. And by the way, I had so much leverage, I had so much on the line my reputation, my integrity, everything was on the line. And so I worked long, hard days for four days building the entire outline for the building an online business workshop. But I had already received $6,000, and those people were here, and it was all of the motivation I needed to make it happen. It must happen, all right? And Just to let you know, it turned out amazing. This content was in my head. I've taught bits and pieces of it all over the place, and because there was this leverage, there wasn't no question about, am I going to do this? It's like, I'm going to do it. Let's make it happen. And when it came out, it just flowed naturally. There wasn't no writer's block, because guess what? Writer's block wasn't an option. (laughs) I recently listened to an episode or something uh, from, I think it was an episode of the Akimbo podcast uh, from Seth Godin, where he says, writing block actually doesn't exist. You know, it, it, it's actually something that was made up by somebody. He tells the story of the origin, origin of where writer's block actually came from. And he says, you know, it's the only profession where, where people that do work have, have this thing, a term or language for this thing called writer's block. You know, plumbers don't have plumber's block you know, he says, ditch diggers don't have ditch hole, <laughs> ditch digging block. You know, you just show up and you start plumbing. You just show up and you start dig, digging ditches. For me, I didn't have writer's block. I I didn't have slide creation block. I I just showed up and said, hey, I've got to write slides today. And you know what? All of it was there in the power of my subconscious mind and everything that's been stored, all of my experiences, education, uh, all of the things that I've learned, all of my Uh, strengths and weaknesses, all the things I've observed from all of my friends, it was all there, all came together in an instant within four days, and I created the most amazing outline for the Building an Online Business Workshop. And those people showed up on Friday and Saturday, and I delivered it to them. And still to this day, those six people are always emailing me saying, oh my gosh, Cliff, this just happened. Remember when you said this? Yeah. I loved it. There was one person who was charging $50 an hour. And, and at the first day of the workshop, by the end of the day, I convinced them, uh, I was trying to convince them that they could charge right now $300 per hour. And so uh, by the end of the first day, I was able to get them to go from $50 in their mind to $100 an hour in their mind. And it was a stretch to get them to that. But by the end of the second day, by the by the time they left, I sit there. I said, "How much are you going to (laughs) charge?" There is no way I'm ever working with anybody for less than three hundred dollars an hour. That's how radical this material was. I mean, with bold confidence. And by the way, they went out and did it. These are people who had been struggling financially, who are now succeeding financially. It, It was ah life changing. So all of that I share that. And, and, and just one more little tidbit. I asked all those people. I said, "Listen, how much would you have paid if you knew that this was the result that you were going to get?" And I gave them three options in a questionnaire. This is weeks later after all the all the uh, excitement of the event wore off. I said, "How much would you pay?" And there were five people. Four and uh, all five. Or, I'm sorry. There were six people. All of them responded. I gave them three options. Would you pay nine ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, or nineteen ninety nine? One of them said $14.99, and the other five said $19.99. I immediately changed the price of the workshop to $19.99, and from that point forward, I continued to market the session. The very next session had 12 attendees who paid $2,000 apiece. The very next session after that had 14, 14 people who paid $2,000 apiece. That's not true. One of them did not pay $2,000. One of them paid $7,500 so that he could stay the extra day afterwards. Um and so th- I validated this, but I validated the product. I was paid six thousand dollars before I ever created one slide for that live workshop. and the leverage. Of that, I mean, the, the question is, is if you're going to create a course, this only works, this model only works of pre-validating if you know that once you have the leverage, once you have the, the pressure of the actual real deadline of delivering by a specific date because these people have paid money and they're going to show up for it, whether that's online or in a physical live event like I did, it doesn't matter. But the thing is, is can you put a sales page up, can you get people to pay money for it, and then the weeks or week leading up to it, then create the content and deliver it as you go. And you can tweak it and and modify it. The the funny thing is, is I thought that I'd be doing tons of tweaking of those those original slides, that original content, but very little has changed. And I've delivered this live workshop so many times now, so many times that, by the way, it is now an online course. (gasps) It is. If you want that, I don't have anything set up online yet. Uh, my, I, I'm delivering another live version of this course this weekend, uh, but it just finished up yesterday. So, the, or the day before yesterday, I just completed the very last session online. You can now get Building an Online Business as an online version of the Next Level Workshop for Building an Online Business. If you want that, just email me, Cliff at CliffRavenscraft.com, and I will send you a special link where you can go in and pay for it and get it yourself online. Anyway. The whole thing, the whole reason I tell you that is because the person I was working with and having this conversation with says, uh, did it ever cross your mind? What would have happened if, um, you know, you you did all of this and you couldn't come up with the material? Or what, what would have happened if you did all of this and then, you know, there's a family emergency? What if you would have did all this and uh, your computer hard drive crashed and you couldn't do it, you know, you couldn't... Do what you needed to do. You're you couldn't build the slides. What if what if something happened a few days before, and you know you were called away by something that you definitely couldn't say no to, and you didn't have those four days to to put those slides together? What would have happened if? And there and and working through uh, wor- this person with this person, some other set. There's some other areas where this question of you know what would have, what would happen if this, what would happen if this? And so what I want to share with you, Oh, hold on one second. Okay. I'm back. So, um, my next level workshop attendee who is here for this workshop has shown up. And so we're getting ready to get started, but he says, I can finish this podcast episode. Cause I told him I wanted to get this out for you guys. So anyway, the question is, is what are you focused on? And my response to the question of what would have happened if this, have you ever, did you ever think about what might've happened if this happened? And and the funny thing is, is it, I never even thought about those things. I never once considered it. And I'm, I'm thinking, I was like, okay, well, I guess if that would have happened, I might have done this. You know, for example, uh, let's just say I my computer completely crashed. I have a completely failed hard drive. Uh, and now all of the software and all of my resources, everything, you know, it, it it's all destroyed. Well, I, okay, so I can't do it there. Here's what I'll do. I will take my, I'll get a Bluetooth keyboard. I'll get my iPad Pro. Um, I'll connect it up to the internet. And I will use Keynote on my iPad and I will build the slides that way. It'll take me a little bit longer. I might only get three hours of sleep each night instead of eight hours of sleep. But you know, hey, it'll be worth it. I'm still going to deliver. I've got something to do. This is going to happen no matter what. And so that's how I would have handled that. Uh, What if there, you know, what if there was a family emergency or something like that? It's like, well, it depends on what that emergency is and what's going to happen there. I said the I, I guess if it was the worst case scenario, I mean, it, I mean, literally, and I'm thinking, what is the worst case scenario that could happen? And what if one of my children was in a car accident and died? Well, in my mind, it would only be something that tragic that would have actually thrown a wrench into delivering what I promised, which was, you show up here and I'm going to deliver a life transformational workshop that will radically transform uh, your success in the growth of your online business, and and I think it's it's got to be something like that that would happen. And in that scenario, I would go to the, all of those people and I would say, "Here, let me explain to you what happened. I, I'm distraught. I can't even focus right now. Uh, I just learned that my you know my daughter died in a car accident. Um, I'm very sorry about this inconvenience. I want you to know that I've already refunded." Your two thousand dollars for the workshop. I want you to know that I understand that you've taken time off of work, and I do apologize for the inconvenience there. Um, some of you have booked your hotel and prepaid. If you don't get your money back, I'll reimburse for you that. Reimburse you that. For those of you who had booked airline tickets, send me your receipts. I will reimburse for you for those all of those expenses. I really apologize, but I'm going to have to cancel the workshop this weekend. You know, I mean, that's that. it'd have to be that crazy. Anything else, I'm going to find a way to get around it because there's leverage. I must do it. This is who I am. My identity is I deliver on my promises. I deliver on my commitments. If I committed to you that I'm going to give you a life transformational weekend, then I'm going to do it. And I mean, okay, I wasn't intending to share this story, but um, (laughs) I— You guys have heard me talk about the November fourteenth, two 2014 commitment that I made several years ago to work out six days a week every week for the rest of my life. Well, that's not the only commitment I made that day. Uh, Many of you who know this story all the way back, you know that it was all prompted by my friend Ken Davis, who said, Cliff, I would love to personally mentor you in the area of your health and fitness. I feel this is something that God is calling me to do. Um, and you can think I'm a nut job and say, no, that's perfectly fine, but th- I'd really like to do this for you. I've never done this for anybody else, and Ken Davis, if you don't know, had already radically transformed my professional life through coaching and mentoring me in the area of communication and public speaking, and so I had a tremendous amount of respect for this man. And he says, but the only thing is, is if I'm, I want to do this for you, but I'm going to ask you to make several commitments, and here's the list of those commitments. Number one, I want you to read my book, Fully Alive, so you know my story, my motivation, what got me started on this journey. And number two, I want you to read a book called Younger Next Year that will help you understand why I chose to do the things that I did, to take the actions that I did when it comes to health and physical fitness. So a commitment to read his book, a commitment to read the book Younger Next Year. He says, and then the third one's going to come out of that book, and you'll understand why. Why? but I want you to make a commitment that you will work out six days a week, every week, for the rest of your life. And then there was a fourth commitment. And the fourth commitment was that, hey, I'm going to be uh, uh, completing a triathlon in Nashville in six months from now. And I, I want you to commit that you will complete that triathlon with me, that you'll train over the next six months. And on this date, and he gave me that date, I want you to be there and be by my side on the starting line. You won't be by my side on the finish line, because I will beat you. Um, <laughs> and by the way, he's like 69 years old, right? And so he's like, I will beat you. Uh, but I want you to be my, my, by my side on the starting line, and I want you to do this triathlon, you know, it's which is, it was crazy for me to even think I was almost 300 pounds when I made this commitment. And so I I lived up to all of those commitments. And when it came that time, six months later, I am down in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I think it was around 10 o'clock in the evening. That's when I got a phone call from a family member who told me that my biological dad had passed away that day, that that afternoon. And it's a there's an old podcast episode where I actually talked about this story and, and, and stuff like that, but it was a very trying time, and I, it was a very trying relationship that I had with him, and I had all kinds of questions. And looking back at the free the dream message that I have now, when I, ask the three, when I make the three most decisions that I make in every moment of my life, what am I focused on, what does this mean, and what action am I going to take? And so at the time, I, I didn't have that language. I didn't have this model of the world and this framework to work with when I was there. Um, but I was obviously focused on what What was I focused on? I was focused mm-hmm. on the fact that here I am in Nashville. My biological dad has passed away. I'm really the only family that he has, like, like direct family. And... What do I do? You know, what does this mean? Well, does this mean I have to give up on my commitment to run this marathon? Does this mean I need to come home? Am I obligated to do this? Uh, Is there anything that I? I mean, what what does this mean? And what? And as and I had to not only decide what does it mean, but once I decide what it means, and I get to choose what it means, but once I decide what it means, what actions am I going to take? And so I. Thankfully, had a very close friend of mine, Ray Edwards, who was available to take a call at like three o'clock in the morning. And, and Ray really helped me process through some options of meanings. He didn't give me meanings. He walked me through some options of different meanings. And one of the proposed options was, what if you stay there? What if you actually complete the triathlon? I mean, seriously, what does it mean if you actually get up right now and drive home, and you're you're there first thing in the morning, or you go home and you're there a couple hours later? I mean, I mean, seriously, five hours difference is it? What, how, how, what if you go through and and you kind of devote to yourself, or commit to yourself, or commemorate this triathlon, this experience? You know, devote it to your dad. Think about your dad, and then for in your relationship, what do you appreciate? Not, don't focus on all the challenges that were in your relationship. But what if you were to spend that time every every stroke of the swim, every pedal of the bike, every step you know you know of the run or or fast walk in my case in the triathlon? What what if every moment of that triath- triathlon was spent? literally reliving all of the positive things that you appreciate about the life that you had uh, with your dad while he was here on this earth. And that, my friends, is what I chose to do. That's what I chose to focus on during that event and I lived up to that commitment. And so what I'm saying is that when I made that commitment in November 2014, I'm like, okay Ken, yeah, I'll make all of these commitments, but you know I I'll come to that, I will come, I will do that triathlon. But but what happens if my dad dies the day before the event? You know, are you going to let me out of this commitment then? You know, what what happens if this tragic thing? I never once gave any thought to that. But the reality is, is there are commitments that I've made in the past where I say, what what I do is I focus on what I want to happen. I want to complete this triathlon. I'm making that commitment. This is what I'm going to do. I've told the world I'm going to do this. This is what I'm committed to. And even though there was this commitment, there have been some circumstances that came up. And I'm like, now what do I do? You cross those bridges when they come. All right. So, the important theme here that I wanted to share with you in this episode is one of my daily affirmations. And it's this I will not focus on what I do not want to have happen. Instead, I'm committed to focusing on what I do want to have happen. I want to say that for you again. I will not commit or let me try this again. I'm not going to edit this because we need to get this thing out, right? I will not focus on what I don't want to have happen. Instead, I am committed to focusing on what I do want to have happen. So, I will share with you a couple experiences. I've of course, you know, I was I shared you with you that story, but the Free the Dream conference. You know, Free the Dream 2018 Uh, One year before it happened, I decided, what do I want to have happen? I want to host a conference in Nashville, Tennessee, in Franklin, Tennessee specifically, at the factory on September 7th, 8th, and 9th, 2018. And what was I focused on? I was focused on creating a conference environment that would radically transform the lives of anyone who attended. I was focused on the fact that I wanted to help people learn what beliefs are to understand that every belief they have has consequences. I wanted to help them learn how they adopted the beliefs they have to become aware of the beliefs that they have that they're not even I want them to learn about the limiting beliefs that they have in their life that are controlling the results that they get out of life that they don't even know they're not aware that they have these limiting beliefs. I want them to understand how their limiting beliefs are uh, creating the way that they feel. And how they feel determines the actions they actually take in life. And by the actions that they take in life, it's why they have the results that they have. And that the life they have today is the life they have because it's the life they tolerate. I want to help people discover how they can break free from those limiting beliefs and completely, radically transform what they believe and how they focus and live a completely different life according to their mission and purpose in this world. That's what I was focused on. I was focused on this is what I want to have happen. I want this event to have happen. All right. What I wasn't focused on, I wasn't focused on. Uh, what if I agree to all of the expenses of this event, which I, was, I knew was going to be somewhere between fifty dollars to $70,000 in expenses. What if I agree to pay fifty dollars to $70,000 in expenses and I only sell 20 tickets? Now, let me ask you this. Did I want to only sell 20 tickets? No. And so then I will tell you, because I have a strong belief, I am committed to never focusing on what I don't want to have happen. Instead, what am I focused on? I'm focused on what I do want to have happen. I was focused on I wanted to sell 300 tickets, all right? Now, you guys know the story. That's not relevant to what the actual results were, but let me just say this. We sold more than 20 tickets, all right? Um, anyway, what if I get sick and lose my, my voice the day before the event, well, do I want that to have to happen? No. Well, then I'm not going to focus on that. If that were to happen, well, guess what? I'll figure out something, you know? Maybe, maybe I'll, in the hotel room, or in my room the night before, maybe I'll def- download a program that allow me to do text-to-speech, and I'll figure out a way for my, my phone and the Siri voice to hook up to the PA system, and I will have Siri say the words that I type in, and I'll find a way to get the freaking message out there, people. I'm, there's nothing that's going to stop me from delivering this. And again, what if there's a family emergency? There's only a few things that would allow me to even cancel this. But the show must go on. The commitment must be made. This is what I want to have happen. And I'm going to make it happen unless it's absolutely impossible. And those cases are so far and few between that, quite frankly, it's not worth focusing. I'm going to focus on what I want. Let's just talk about when I got married to Stephanie. You know, when I was was contemplating, you know, the days up to the wedding— I was focused on how much I love having Stephanie in my life. I was focused on how much I would love the certainty and the comfort of knowing that Stephanie and I were committed to one another for the rest of our lives, no matter what came our way, that I would actually have her as a true partner in my life, that whatever it is that I'm facing, I'm not going to face it alone. She's going to be there with me. I could tell you all kinds of other things that I was focused on. I was not focused on what if I lose my job and I'm no longer able to support my wife. It was already hard enough just to support myself financially, but now I'm bringing on another you know, liability into the financial equation of my life. I wasn't focused on that. I, I, I've, I've never focused on what if she leaves me for another man. I've never focused on what if somebody else comes along. What if some other woman comes along that I'd like to spend my life with more? I've never focused on those things. Those are things that I never want, and so I am committed to never focusing on the things I don't want to have happen. Instead, I'm committed to focusing on what I do want to have happen. Going to the gym. When I, what am I focused on when I go to the gym? I'm going to the gym because of the positive self-esteem, knowing that I started my day doing what I said I was going to do, proving to myself that I, in fact, do have self-discipline, giving me confidence to, to know that I can do other things that normally I wouldn't want to do or the things that used to be hard or difficult are now easy for me. I'm going to go. I'm focused on the fact that I'm going to breathe heavily, heavy, heavily, giving my body the oxygen it needs to thrive. I know that I'm going to get my body body into motion. It's going to give me energy for the day. I know that I'm focused on I'm going to listen to or watch content that's educational and that encourages me, that inspires me. I'm going to learn something valuable that's going to get me one step further in my towards my goal of whatever it is I want to achieve. I'm going to be able to take what I learned there and I'm going to teach others to help them take their lives to the next level. I'm going to improve my overall physical strength and health. And yes, that's usually somewhere at the bottom of the list because it used to be the number 1 thing, but Going to the gym, and I mean actually getting in my car and driving 25 minutes to the gym is what I'm talking about. What am I not focused on when, it, when I think about going to the gym? I'm not focused on how much time I could save if I did a more productive, scientifically proven, seven-minute, highly intensive interval training workout at home. <laughs> I'm not focusing on what if I drive to the on my drive to the gym in the morning, I'm sitting there in the turn lane and then all of a sudden somebody's coming across uh the intersection, not paying attention, swerves into my lane and hits me head on and I'm like completely uh physically disabled and can no longer do my work and my family's financially distraught. I don't focus on that. See what you focus on consistently, I have learned, you tend to manifest in your life. Another way of saying that, what I focus on consistently tends to show up in my life. What I focus on is actually what I feel. And oftentimes what I feel, whether I actually, whether it's actually happened or not, the feelings feel the same whether it happened or if I just imagine it happening. And our feelings lead to our actions and our actions lead to our results. There's so much more that I could say with you guys, but the one thing that I felt a burden to share with you today, don't focus on the things that you don't want to have happen. When you have a big goal, when you have a big project, whatever it is, whatever it is, validating a product, whatever, getting married, going to the gym, um, anything you want in life, don't focus on what you don't want to have happen. Instead, Commit yourself to focusing on what you do want to have happen. Hey, real quick again, if you want to grab an online version of the Building an Online Business, uh, uh, Building a Profitable Online Business Workshop, again, this brand new course is available. Uh, just email. Eventually, I'll be able to have you just go to the website, but I haven't set it up yet. So email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. I'll send you a link to where you can purchase that workshop online. Uh, and of course, if you want to learn more about Free the Dream and how you can change your beliefs, and by the way, all those things that I said I focus on, that's just the first opening keynote address that I gave at Free the Dream. There's so much more I wanted to teach people, and I did, and you can learn all about it over at mindsetanswerman.com free. You can get the free access to the opening keynote address of the Free the Dream 2018 event. They'll teach you all those things that I told you that, that I wanted to have happen at the event earlier. All of that happened in the first hour of the event. You can get it for free at mindsetanswerman.com free. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level.